This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Big weekend in the city of Philadelphia, the NFL draft now. Um moving towards closure uh, we're not here to talk about the draft we're here to welcome everyone into the labor show with Doc and krause our number one of the two-hour show Doc, good stuff um it's great to be back live on a weekly basis we come off a great two-hour live show a week ago we've got two good hours again uh this week and i don't say that to brag and i don't say that to be arrogant i just want the listening audience to know that when we're here and when we're live and it's every saturday night we're going to bring content that will educate them upset them enlighten them but bring them into uh the union world which is a good world the union community builds this city. The union community changes the lives of so many people. Absolutely, Joe. And we've got a great show. We've got two great hours uh, lined up for everyone tonight. Um, so now we're, you know, one of the themes that we're going to talk about tonight is safety. Uh, in, in hour two, uh, John Doherty hour, we got Adam Teal, uh, you know, who's the commissioner of the fire department. And, of course, we have Wayne Miller. And, you know, we've had such uh, fires and, and devastating situations that have gone on in the city of Philadelphia. We're talking fire safety. Uh, we're, you know, we, we're, we're going to have Lou Ager on, president of the Metal Trades here in Philadelphia. That's the shipyard. We're going to be talking about... Uh, the new projects that are coming into to, to the port. It's fantastic. Joe, Joe, you and I have gone, we've done several shows when things were bad. I almost was going to interrupt you. I'm glad I let you get that last sentence in there. I was almost going to interrupt you to be able to say to you, we have covered this shipyard. The gamut. And the story from building, thriving, empty, complete elimination of all workforce with just a few people and now back to the John Doherty trip down to Washington, D.C., him and a lot of other uh, labor leaders. I think they met with Navarro down in Washington. And now the shipyard returns, um, economic boom for the city, and people are back to work. Yeah, and so Lou Eggers, and we're also going to talk some politics with Lou. Uh, he's the war leader in the 21st Ward here, heavily engaged in politics. As we all know, uh, politics are a life's blood of, of the labor movement. So Lou's, uh, uh, you know, a, a major player in that game here in Philadelphia. Also, uh, I can't wait for the second half of the first hour um, when we get the opportunity to introduce the Delaware Valley to to Paul Sharkey. uh, uh, He and his wife, Martha, the founders of uh, Today is a Good Day Foundation. Uh, That is a a talk about making a difference and giving back. Um, What a treat. People are going to get one of the most emotional uh, situations ever, and you want to talk about special people. Martha's not going to be with us on this particular show. Uh, Paul is, uh, but together they are unbelievable. So we've got a great show. Uh, one of the things as we start off, Joe, um, talking about, uh, we, we touched on it last week, 
um, you know, when, when, when we talked about Workers, workers Memorial with Wendell Young. Um, so the actual Workers Memorial Day it was the 28th, which was Thursday, April 28th. And, and, and that's about uh, health and safety, honoring those who lost their lives on the jobs. And, you know, even you know, it, it, in today's day and age, okay, it's absolutely amazing that we lose so many people. Uh, every 14, every hour, 14 workers die as a result of catastrophic workplace injuries or disease. Okay, that's hundreds and hundreds of deaths a year. And I can tell you this, it's hard to believe it's still going on. Um, but how lucky are we in the labor movement that we have such, uh, you know, safety uh, regulations and education? Uh, one of the things we, you know, we've got great great organizations um, like Philipposh who do safety, you know, safety trainings, uh, our apprentice programs, uh, part of the training is safety. Uh, we all, we have our journeyman retraining. So, you know, our workers, uh, we're, we're at no loss for opportunities to be educated and trained and retrained to help us uh, maintain the highest safety uh, standards possible, which is a big deal. Um, you know, when you're competing in a world where it's union and non-union, that is a big deal. Yeah, one of the uh, through this long, long tenure uh, of the labor show uh, and our ability to be able to do our union, our labor union road tours, and to be able to go to uh, all of the different various unions that sure. make up this um, Philadelphia region. The one constant the one thread that ties every union together doesn't matter whether it's the steam fitters the electricians the building building, doesn't matter the one constant j doc is training the best trained workforce it's an amazing thing and the money spent on it to be able to say that this isn't bluster it's not bluster it's reality and it's truth. That's just the bottom we pay line. For, we pay for it ourselves. Yes, it's not government subsidized. Uh, our unions, um, you know, our members uh, take checkoffs on their pays, and we and we raise our own money for our own apprentice programs. And one of the things that we talk about on a daily basis, uh, when you're talking about uh, when you're talking about procuring work and all those things, is safety and. Uh, keeping a, a, a uh, an injury-free and a death-free job. One of the things that you may not know, Joe, and a lot of people um, may not know, is that uh, at least and with the ironworkers, we were honored we're honored to be able to do it. Is whenever there's a job, okay, and it's a job that is uh, catastrophically injury-free. Obviously, there was no deaths or anything like that. Um, there's an American flag that goes, and a, you know, we always put a Christmas tree and an American flag. On the, on the final piece, and that American flag to us signifies that it was a uh, catastrophically injury-free, death-free job, um, and so we take pride in that. And 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 in all of our training, uh, Nicole Fuller, shout out to her, Philip Posh, and Pat Iding, and John Doherty, and and Ryan Boyer, and every, uh, and of course Wayne Miller, who we're going to have, and all of our building trades business managers, um, who've worked so hard. Uh, during these, you know, last, and, and by the way, the other unions also, 
um, to make sure that uh, all of our workforce, whether they're building trades or not building trades, uh, a lot of uh, you know work with the public um, and and in, in situations where safety is important. So that's a big deal. And by the way, Joe, that matters to the business people. That matters sure to the contractors. Your insurance rate don't, rates don't go up. Um, you you can the the jobs and and your and your operational costs are lowered when you have safety and and so when we talk about Workers Memorial Day and again, again we want to send our thoughts and prayers out to to those who lost their lives who went to work on a day uh, and never came home and those families when you go to the Workers Memorial Day celebration here and they're all over the country. Uh, you know, they, they read off the individuals who went to work and didn't come home that day. Their families are there. It's an incredibly emotional, uh, you know, uh, you know, not only ritual, but ceremony. And um, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of them. And we thank OSHA and Philip Posh and all of our labor community for, for prioritizing it. Yeah, you know, I often, as we get ready to go to our commercial break here, uh, here in the opening hour, uh, in the opening hour of the labor show, and again, Lou Iger coming up on the other side, Paul Sharkey from Today is a Good Day. I look forward to reconnecting with Paul. Very excited. Sorry that Martha will not be with us. We'll oh. put that on the shelf to bring Martha back in. Definitely. Um, but I am excited to talk with uh, Paul Sharkey as well. Last thought before we get to the commercial break. I often wonder when I drive around the city of Philadelphia or I'm on my way into the Talk Radio 1210 WPHT Studios or I'm down in Center City uh, and you look at the skyscrapers and you look at the buildings and, look and, you at look them at, now. and you look at the existing construction and I often wonder when people if they look up and see the beautiful building I often wonder if they understand or realize what went into that to build that building and I think the answer is they don't and that's they're not being intentional by not realizing that, but the skill, the manpower, the safety, the training, the coordination, the management, the ability to execute, all of those details, J-Doc, are amazing. Just like a sporting event. Listen, uh, and let me finish up because I want to get to the break. Just like a sporting event, people see the game when it's played. They never see what goes into the preparation to play the game. Same true uh, here. So good stuff. Good, good start here to the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. By the way, programming alert for next Saturday. We'll tell you about that uh, in this hour as well. This is the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And welcome back, everyone, to The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. One programming alert, one programming reminder. Tune in right here tomorrow on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's a double shot of The Labor and Energy Show. J. Doc will be on Talk Radio 1210 uh, at 10 a.m., Sunday, 10 a.m., and then Sunday, 6 p.m. So a double shot of The Labor and Energy Show. Pretty good show tomorrow. Uh, pretty good education. Uh, 
good show that will start to educate the public even more. Three good guests this past week that we talked about in leading up to the production of the Army or of the um, uh, of the Energy Labor and Energy Show. Absolutely, Joe. Psyched about the Labor and Energy Show. Anybody wasn't heard of yet? Get on there. It's it's fantastic. Great guests, the whole deal. And speaking of great guests, Joe. Uh, I am ecstatic to bring into the broadcast Lou Ager, who's the president uh, of the Philadelphia Metal Trades Council here in Philadelphia. He's also a retired operating engineers, union official, organizer. Uh, he's the, the ward leader, 21st Ward uh, Democratic Party here in Philadelphia, and he's an attorney. So, um, you know, and he also, Joe, as you well know, handles our uh, union, yes, union, no. So when, you, when we have Lou on, you know, we know we're going to be okay. When Lou's on, I can put the mic on side of the headset up. I can sit back and listen to Lou, brother. It's all good. Lou, welcome in, my friend. How are you, sir? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Well, a little bit of under the weather. I got a little touch of the COVID, but it's not bad. Oh, well, I'm glad, I'm, I'm Sorry. glad we're uh, Sorry. remote. So, yeah. Having said that, um, <laughs> holy cow. Uh, having said that, Lou, one of the things, uh, you know, for the metal trades, you know, is the shipyard uh, workers and um, – you know, there's, you know, we just won a $630 million contract to build two training ships. Um, that, you know, it, it, it's a huge deal here. In, what, what does that mean to our men and women uh, in, in your union um, and for Philadelphia? Well, first of all, we're now up to five training ships. Awesome. We just got, well, um, we just got, um, whatchamacallit, um, awarded another one. Awesome. So now we're up to five training ships. That means... We have more work than we have people that can do the work, which is uh, an enviable position to be in, but we need the guys to do it. Um, so we have, big, we have a lot of apprenticeships opening up, uh, phillyshipyard.com if you're looking for an apprenticeship. Um, we, we would like to have more people uh, in there. How many workers uh, will that employ? Uh, you know, when you're talking about five ships, and now are they going to be – are they one at a time in succession or any of them working yes. together? Yes, well – well, they don't, they don't start. What they do is, is it's like more or less an assembly line. The metal comes in and it's primed, then it's getting taken over to another facility, you know, maybe um, half a mile away, and it's cut, then it's welded, then the, 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 the internal parts are put together, the pipes are done, and then they put everything to go. So as one part is, is ending, the next part is beginning. And one part is beginning, they start a new part. So it's always going through a pipeline. And when's the first project start, Lou? Oh, it started. Uh, they laid the kill a couple months ago. Okay, so we're, we're, yeah, so. we're I mean, you know, it's great for us to, to hear that because um, we've, you know, we, we, I know you remember several years ago when we were uh, talking about how difficult times were, and at one point I think we had 12 guys. Uh, Nine you know, or 12 or not so, much, not yeah. enough. So, so what you've guys done, and I know you're right in the middle of the whole thing, advocating on behalf of um, the members and, and the projects, um, must feel the, the morale of the union must be incredible. Well, I mean, we have just work more work than we we know what to do with. Um, you know, we're looking for people, we're looking for skilled people, we're looking for good apprentices. Um, one of the problems we have with our apprenticeship class is that they there's so much production that we don't have enough mentors to mentor the apprentices. Because they have to do production, so you know, everything everything has a has a, a, a blowback. So we get more apprentices, we get good apprentices. Then we got to take guys off of production to teach the apprentices. Now so. let's talk about that though, because like you said, <laughs> you, you, there's a need for skilled workers. 
Um, but also, in some cases, um, you know, somebody who's not a skilled worker, you know, you, you're talking about the apprenticeships. Um, there's opportunities down there, um, you know, for an unskilled individual to be a part of an apprenticeship, to get trained. Like you said, obviously, you know, you know, it's always feast or famine, man. I mean, we've all, you know, we've always dealt with that. I remember being an iron worker. We either had, you know, in, in the eighties or in the, in the, in the middle of the two thousands there, 2008, we couldn't buy a job, a big, a high rise, or we had five going on at the well, same what time. Well, what does this, what's the run mean, Lou? What is this, what does this mean? Is this a 10 year project? No, it's not is 10 it? years. Um, oh, if it's 10 years, we're going to all, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, in, in shipbuilding, when you're building the same ship over time, the same ship, you know, one, uh, over a while, you know, you're building the same ship five times. The first one is a lot slower. The second one is a little faster. By the third one, it's pretty streamlined. So the third one is a lot faster than the first one. And the fourth one is faster. The fifth, it's like that because, you know, people know what they're doing. They know the materials they're working with. They've been to engineering people are better. They've, they've run into the problems before. So they have a better idea how to, how to get it done. So. And, and the types of apprenticeships and, and uh, you know, the different trades, what are we looking at there? Well, welders, ship fitters, machine operators, CNC machine operators. Um, like actually, they just sent me an email yesterday or today saying what they want to um, get more apprentices in certain trades. I forgot to even read it earlier. Uh, if it comes up on my computer, I'll, I'll hear it is. Um they want to get uh, material control and transportation, maintenance, which is, um, um, you know, fixing things, you know, machine maintenance. It's really, you know, electricians. Material control and transportation, that means the crane rigging and a Kiro, which is also called a Goldhofer in the iron workers. Um, so we're going to get, we're going to start looking at even branching out what kind of apprentices we need. And, and talk about the... Um the the edu- you know what what the qualifications are for somebody just to you know to to, to take an application out what, do they need experience um at, you know what, what what their educational level uh, high school diploma or GED pass a drug test pass an apprenticeship test and the apprenticeships there seems like a lot of synergy here in regards to kind of what the building trades are you know in the building trades there's yeah obviously separate unions to handle a different um trades but um are the work is the work similar somewhat similar it's a lot more welding uh, every member of the metal trades council is also is also a building trades local i mean there's operating engineers the plumbers um sheet metal workers iron workers uh i'm trying to think carbon um you know, all, all, all of the trades are also, um, in fact, all the business agents that come there for the different trades are also business agents in, 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 the, uh, in the building trades. And obviously I was. Right. So, and the painters are down there, you know. So it's really the same. But it's somewhat different. Um, you're working at the same place. You're not making the same rate. But you're, you know, it's, it's the same kind of skills, you know. And, and having said that, what's great about having a union job is it's a career. So if anybody's yes. out there listening, I mean, and this is happening as we speak, and Lou's going to tell you where to where to go to apply again. Um, but you're, you, you know, you're talking about careers, not jobs. Am I correct, Lou? That's correct. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make a top rate 
with your overtime a uh, hundred over a hundred thousand. I mean, here's the amazing thing. Um, I, don't, I don't want to interject and jump on lose time here, but the amazing thing about an apprentice program, a job with a, with uh, in the trades, it's a good paying job. It provides security. You get a pension. You have health benefits. You have an ability because of what you earn to change your community, to do well for others, to do well for yourself. It is an amazing opportunity versus for some kids going to school, absorbing a tremendous amount of debt to get there, and then graduating four and a half years later with a big question mark over their head in terms of what to do. And I'm not being disrespectful to those kids. I'm just saying college isn't for everyone. No. I want to be an advocate for this, for the program, for the trades, and for everything else, for what Lou just described. It's, it, it really, really is something people should think about or at least have that conversation with their youth, with, with their kids. Lou? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's – not everybody shouldn't go to college. Not everybody wants to work in an office. Some people like to work outside. Some people like to work with their hands. Some people like to work in an industrial environment. And this is a, a way to do that. And you make a halfway decent living. But I also want to say that this didn't come without effort. It was a joint effort between the unions, uh, my union, and all the other unions, my friend and vice president and chief uh, steward James Hall, who's head of the Boilermakers down there. We both, we all went down to Washington. We lobbied our elected representatives, and and uh, we got these ships to go come to Philadelphia, and that's a great thing because Philadelphia needs union jobs. And, and you know, Lou, that's such a, a great point. Uh, that's what I meant at the beginning of this. You're in, you, you know, you're heavily involved in that and, and, and the political initiative. Before we just take a quick uh, moment to get, you know, to touch on some politics. Um, the application process again. Anybody wants to jump on a, a you know an apprenticeship, fill out an application. Um, I think the apprentices are still open. If not, they'll open up in another month or so. When I get it, I will call you guys, and you can you know tell people when the apprentices are open up. But they they opened up April eighteenth. Like I say, I don't know if they're still open up. Uh, but okay. I'm going to take the apprenticeship test next time to see what it's like, because people ask me. Anyway, it's phillyshipyard.com. And look under careers, and you'll be able to see how to apply for an apprenticeship. Or if there's any journeymen, any welders, any CNC operators, any riggers, any equipment operators, people like that, crane operators, uh, they're looking for people like that also. And, Lou, before, before we roll, you're heavily involved in, in, in politics. Um, you, you know, at, at, with the 21st. Lou is not involved in politics. No, no, of course he's not. <laughs> of course he's not. Um, if anybody, that's why I knew he was at the forefront of, of, of along with a lot of our, our labor leaders and politicians, of bringing these ships here because that, that's, that's, uh, Lou understands it better than anybody. Um, I, we have midterms coming up. Uh, and and, and uh, any, anybody you want to shout out? Well, in the 194th, which is where I live, there's a guy named, his name is Tarek Khan. Um, he's the son of an immigrant. He was the guy, if you remember, remember there was that nurse that was going out at night and giving um, uh, COVID vaccines that were retired, that were about to expire after they were thought and giving into shut-ins and development disabled and people that couldn't get out. Well, yes. he went out at night on his own time and his own, um, his own gas and his own uh, hours and gave people vaccines who would otherwise be able to get them. And uh, he's running for state rep. He's very pro-labor. He's endorsed by the laborers, the operating engineers, the plumbers, the, the, the painters, 
PASNAP, the nurses' union, um, the teachers at the PFT, the, the um, both asked me, two asked me locals, all the healthcare locals, and he's uh, he's he's a real good guy, and 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 anybody living in the one ninety fourth, which is Roxborough, Maniunk, a little bit of East Falls, and a little bit of Chestnut Hill, should really take a look at him, and hopefully he can get a vote from for, and hopefully we can get a real pro labor candidate representing us. All right, and, and, and so before you go, any any, any parting words? Um, you've done an incredible job uh, representing your members down there. So much good stuff going on. We have, uh, you know, what we, we talked about, um, we, we have midterms. How important is it to get the vote out, buddy? Well, it's always important. I mean, you know, leaving aside uh, um, what happens in, in Pennsylvania, but in America, look, we get a Republican senator, and we get a Republican. We get a Republican Senate, House, and President. We could be looking at national right to work. We could be looking at defunding OSHA, which means people will die. We could be looking at a lot of bad things. You know, letting uh, letting people put pension funds in in, in um, sketchy investments. I mean, it's really every. You know, the right wing can afford to lose a lot. We can't afford to lose any because once we lose one, we're dead. So it's like we can't ever afford to lose because we're, they're just going to come after us. These people hate us. They don't think that work. I used to think that they were trying to destroy um, the middle class so they could destroy democracy. Now I think they want to destroy democracy so they can destroy the middle class. Lou Ager joining us here on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we say goodbye to Lou. This conversation is not for now, but on, on a future show, I do want to have Lou Ager back, and here's why, J. Doc. Um, I'm starting my own personal mission to start to hold or find a way to hold some of these political leaders accountable to what they promise to the union community. I sit outside the union community feeling like when it's election time, when somebody's running for office, the first spot they look to is the union workforce. But then when there's something that they need to stand up for, are they willing to do it or not? And I want those politicians called out when that comes up. But I'm going to say this to to Lou's point. That's why our our union workforce, our rank-and-file members across the board need to educate themselves, be educated on on the uh, candidates that they're voting for and how they impact their interests. Okay? You vote for, you know, you vote for president and you're voting, you know, you, you, you vote for uh, a Republican, you're voting for the Supreme Court. You're voting uh, against your own work interests. Now, uh, you know, if you don't care about your work, then by all means, don't, 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 you know, don't vote your interests. But I, I call out to all the all the uh, union workers um, to educate yourself, to know who you're voting for, and, and how they impact yourself. And issues like Lou. Uh, they, Let me give Lou up. thirty seconds before we go to the break. Sean, hold the break for just thirty seconds. Lou, quick thought on this: Do political candidates? that are supported by the union community. Do they care about the union community or do they use the union community to get elected? Well, I always had a saying that when, when especially the suburban sort of moderate Democrats um, come with us, they, it's, I always say first for, they come to us first for money, second for troops, first with money, first with troops, first to be thrown under the bus. Um, and, uh, Look! Look what they did. They 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 um, 
They, the suburban Democrats helped the Republicans put wine and beer in the, in the, in, in the uh, whatchamacallit stores against the interests of the UFCW and Wendell Young, who I heard earlier's um, um, interest. They, you know, they, they are not union-friendly. Look at that woman that called us Nazis, you know. I mean, it wasn't really calling us Nazis, but just showed a... Uh, um, a, a lack of consciousness about what we do for a living. And, and look, um, you know, a lot of it comes down to energy stuff. Everybody wants clean water. I want clean water. I drive a hybrid. But, uh, you know, these energy jobs are a big part of the building trades. And, and unless they're going to make sure that we have good union jobs when our other jobs disappear, they have to answer to that. They have to make well, that, that, that a priority. That, that's and I, a great I don't point. Know if, I hope they will, but I don't know. Well, Lou, tune in tomorrow to the Labor and Energy Show, Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. And here's why. Because Absolutely. that question that you just that, that question that you just posed, that's why that show exists. Yeah. That's why Good. that show that's why that show was born. By the way, I I'm not so sure I believe that the answer is yes. The more I learn, the more the deeper we get into the labor and energy show, and it's a big education for me. Um, anyway, I'll get lost, and now I've given but we have thirty to seconds. Hold their feet to the fire. Yes, it's we do. Yep, to that's make the sure point. we do it. Not it's not up to them. It's up Absolutely. to us. Right. Right. Well, like, like uh, Rick Bloomendale said several years ago, when we had the the the, the show that after the night, the morning Trump won, we're not a political party. We support those who support us and 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 our standards. Although we obviously lean Democrats because Democrats have always, for the most part, supported us. But Joe Krause, great point. Lou Ager, great point. Yeah, good stuff. Did you hear me say thirty seconds? I did. I got to get the break. Lou, thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thank good you, stuff thank tonight, Lou Ager. Joining us here on the Labor Show with Jadock and Krause on the other side uh, of the bre- uh, the break, we're going to switch gears. We're going to turn tonight into a good day. Back in a moment. This edition of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on a Saturday night, the Labor Show with Jadock and Krause here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good conversation uh, with Lou Ager in our previous segment. Don't forget, coming up top of the hour, hour number two, the John Dockerty Hour. Got to have a good show lined up as well, J-Doc, uh, from seven to eight. But the beauty of transitioning now into our next guest, we get to turn everything off. And we get to now listen to and learn about today is a good day. And I am thrilled to almost sit back um, and listen. I'm excited uh, about Paul being here. Yeah, I mean, Joe, this is, I want the the Delaware Valley to sit back and listen. And and this is a real treat. Talk about making a difference. Um, Having said that, um, I'm, I'm ecstatic to bring into the program Paul Sharkey, one of the founders of Today is a Good Day Foundation. Paul, how are you, sir? Uh, hey, guys. Good evening. I am great and uh, humbled by the kind words. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, and, and a shout out to Martha, your wife, who's fantastic. She, we, she's unable to be on tonight. She's the, your co-founder, uh, but she will be on the next time. And, and, and there's a real treat there for the Delaware Valley. Um, we're not going to mess around. If you will, 
Paul, tell the Delaware Valley what today is a the, the, the today is a good found good day foundation is. Yeah, we'll do. And Joe, and Joe, thanks again for having me. And as you said, uh, with Martha, I married up. So I'm glad huh. you'll have her on next time. Well, we uh, can all so, relate to that, by Paul. The way. As we all, as the three of us collectively sit here, and the audience starts to use theater of the mind. We all three of us do check that box. <laughs> yes, so we well do. done. Great way to start. Absolutely. I, I love it. I love it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so today's a good day is all about providing personal and financial support to families who have experienced the neonatal intensive care unit. And, and so having said that, um, you know, you, you guys do a phenomenal job. Um, it's based on a, a personal story, which, um, of course, uh, is extensive, but if you will just touch on it a sure. bit, your experience is what the the the, the, uh, the organization uh, was based on. Yeah, absolutely. So Martha and I were blessed to find out back in the summer of 2010 that we were expecting twins. It was our first pregnancy. Uh, we had been married up at Penn State in 2007, had met up there as college students, and were ready to start a family in 2010. And everything was going well with the pregnancy until early November of 2010. And Martha woke up and said, I, I just don't feel right. Something's not, not going the way it should. She called the doctor. They said, oh, it's probably nothing. Come in and we'll check you out at, at Abington Hospital. And that day, uh, our lives changed forever, Joe and Joe, because the, our daughters, our identical twins, were due in March of 2011. And here we are on November 10th of 2010, and they said, you're not leaving the hospital until the girls are born. And so they put Martha on strict bed rest starting that day. She really wasn't able to get up um, out of her hospital bed. They said, we want to keep you prone, try to keep the babies inside of you as long as we can. And Martha and I thought we'd be there through Thanksgiving, through Christmas, through New Year's, through Valentine's Day. And you know, we we deliver in March and all of those things, all of those great plans we had for the mom unit at Abington changed on November 14th. Only after five days on bed rest, uh, we gave birth, she gave birth, Martha, uh, to Claire Josephine and Mary Gladys. Uh, Claire weighed only 1.2 pounds at birth and Mary Gladys weighed only 1.4 pounds at birth. And we were launched into the roller coaster and unexpected world of the neonatal intensive care unit. And for us, things really moved quickly. Uh, the girls were both critically ill. Claire dropped to 15 ounces on day three of life. And Mary ended up being diagnosed with something called neck, which is very common in premature babies. And unfortunately, based on her battle with neck and other complications, she passed away just two weeks later on Sunday, November 28th, 2010. Uh, so it, it, our, our, lay, our lives changed forever the day they were born. Our lives changed forever again on November 28th of that year. Uh, and what we said when we had to bury Mary, we were very worried that we'd be back at the cemetery a few weeks later with Claire because she was our weaker twin at birth. Uh, but we like to say in the Sharky household, God is good all the time. And Claire beat the odds and came home after 103 days in the NICU at Abington. And uh, I think you have uh, seen pictures of her. She is a happy and thriving 
fifth grader now at awesome. Springfield Township, uh, Erdenheim Elementary in Springfield Township, Montgomery County. Paul Sharkey joining us here on The Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause. Paul, let me help the audience get some context because here we sit now, um, 12 plus years, I guess, mm-hmm. um, from that challenge and from the loss of Mary. Um, and you're able to talk with description, you're able to talk with comfort. You're able to talk boldly about your faith and Martha's faith in dealing with the tragedy that some people can never get past. How so? Why is that? Well, Joe and uh, and Joe, I love it. Krause and J-Doc, what I would say is, you know, like many of your listeners on, on this call, I would say we're, we're Philly strong. Uh, we came from strong family backgrounds, strong faith backgrounds. And, you know, the, the, there's only one thing you can do when you're from Philly, right? Put put one foot in front of the other and uh, look for the positive and, and look for ways to, to make lemonade out of lemons. And that's really what we did. We, uh, we, we were blessed to have a strong family and faith background uh, and a great support system for us of people our parents, our, our extended family, our, our work uh, environments that really helped us through those dark, dark days. And during our time in the NICU, those 103 days that we were there, we, we kept saying to ourselves, the, the, the doctors and the nurses, they're, they're earth, earth angels. They take such good care of the babies. There's just a gap for the parents, right? There's not, we didn't know where to turn. There weren't many good resources. And Martha and I said, hey, we, let's try in, in some small way, based on our experience, to make this a little bit better for the people that are going to come after us. And that's why we started Today is a Good Day back in 2014. And, and you know what's interesting? First of all, haven't had the opportunity to, to do a broadcast with these previously uh, with our friends at Givnish. Um, I would say this, Joe Krause and I, that two special people. First of all, Martha's incredible. You asked how they got through it. Martha is one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life. True. Beautiful, strong woman. And uh, Paul is one of the most supportive husbands I've ever met. Um, a unique combination, um, uh, you know, that, that um, I'm so thankful that they have together. Um, if you would, Paul, uh, your experiences, just a couple of them that inspired, because you mentioned, you know, you mentioned, of course, the... Uh, uh, you know the issue. Uh, you, uh, you know, the baby. The doctors mm-hmm. do a great job with the babies, but the parents. There's experiences that you guys went through. If you just name a couple of them that you wanted to make sure others did not go through. Sure. So one of the things that happened for us was um, the first week we were there, and we still had both girls. I, a mom um, came in, Anne Marie Muscatello, with her daughter, with her son, Sam. And he was a three-year-old at the time, and he had been a 23-week preemie like our daughters. And there he was, week, our first week there, he's you know playing on his mom's iPhone, and he was a 23-weeker. And he gave us such hope of what could be for our, for our daughters, because he was really sick, he was really premature, and he, he had a good outcome. So the, the next week, we lost Mary our remaining 90 some days in the NICU, 
there was no other parent that came in that either had someone like Sam that had done well or a parent that had experienced what we had just experienced with the loss of Mary. And we thought right away, that's a gap. There needs to be a more regular connection. And that's why today is a good day. We have these Navigate the NICU sessions where parents need to be able to hear from past NICU parents, past alumni, who have, whether they've had good experiences or poor experiences, as you all know, we, we had a mixed experience, right? We had sorrow and, and, joy, and rejoicing in, in Claire's uh, outcomes. But there just was such a gap that there needed to be more touch points, especially for these parents that are in there for such an extended period of time. And then one of the other things that we saw during that stay is many parents weren't able to afford to get to the NICU. We were in a, in a very good spot uh, where we were able to have transportation to and from. We had grandparents that were able to visit uh, Claire and, and hold her. A lot of families don't have that. So what we said was we need to figure out a way to provide financial support for families, you know, Uber gift cards, SEPTA tokens, whatever it is to help those families get there to actually spend time with those babies in the NICU because the research shows the more time the parents and guardians can be with the baby in the NICU, the better outcomes they will have once they graduate from the NICU. So there are a couple of things that we noticed right away that we thought we could improve on for others after us. Paul Sharkey joining us here. Today is a good day. org is where to begin um, when you want to start to understand not only uh, the Paul and Martha Sharkey story, um, the ability to go there and celebrate Claire, the ability to learn um from what these two incredible people are doing based on their experience. It's just an amazing thing, Paul. I hold you and Martha um, at the highest level of rarefied air that exists in this world because you've allowed your personal experience to be the lifeline for so many people. And I'm not sure how many people in this in a situation like that are able to do that so i commend you i love you guys anything that no, we can ever do again. you know we're, we're there for you one Jada. thing i before we go because we don't have a, enough time a lot of time here now, the one thing i'd like to just kind of go through real quick is what you offer to families care packages for families mm-hmm. uh, direct financial grants uh, i mean funding um that that goes towards car seats um, baby supplies, all kinds of um, resources that families that are in the NICU are, you know, who are having obviously a difficult time. Um, you guys do such a fantastic job. Uh, you know, listen, uh, we can't wait to, you know, to have Martha on with you again. Uh, how how would people get? In, first of all, anybody who wants to help, uh, you know, uh, with contributions uh, or, or you know, or anybody wants to get involved in, in, in doing these things. A lot of people go through these situations way more than you might think. And so, uh, Paul, how, how would people get in touch if they want to, obviously, if they're going through the same type of situation or if they want to donate? Oh, well, th- th- thanks for asking, uh, Joe and Joe. And just so you guys know, we Martha and I ha- hold you two in that rarefied air as well. So you Pretty guys, much we, just we me, feel, Paul. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you two are fantastic. And thanks again for, uh, for the opportunity. So, the, the, yeah, where to go? Todayisagoodday.org. 
Again, it's today is a good day. Just spell it out, .org. And you can find all types of information on how we're uh, trying to make a difference and improve the lives of families that experience the neonatal intensive care unit. And you're right, Joe, any, we work with over 17 hospitals, mostly here in the Delaware Valley, but some as far as Michigan and Wisconsin and, and Chicago, where every family that are in our hospital partners will receive a care package. And, uh, and then there's great ways to donate on the website. Great stuff from Paul Sharkey joining us here on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. And Paul, uh, best to Martha. Thank you so much for coming on. See you on the other side, brother. Appreciate it. You guys as well. Thanks again. Take care, guys. Awesome. All right. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff uh, from Paul Sharkey. J-Doc here as we wrap up uh, our number one of The Labor Show. Uh, we're going to move and transition uh, into our number two, the John Doherty Hour, right here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.